Kia ora everyone, it's Stephen Moe here. I'm a podcaster and many of you know me for the interviews I do on Seeds with inspiring people about their lives and what motivates them. But I want to take the chance to tell you something that I think you all will find helpful. What I know about setting up an impact-driven organization in Aotearoa, whether that ends up with a charitable structure or a for-profit structure or some form of hybrid. The reason that I know about this is that my day job is as a partner at Perryfield Lawyers, where I have a unique practice of law focusing on helping purpose-driven people achieve their mission. Also, with more than 200 interviews, I have spoken with some of the best entrepreneurs in New Zealand and gained their perspectives. So to download all this information to you, I'm going to share here about three things that I think are key to know. I would be really curious if you agree with me, and it might be that you know others who would appreciate the challenges here, because I'm going to give it to you straight. I go through these points probably two or three times a week with people who are wondering about setting something new up, so this is also going to be a little bit more efficient, as I can get people to listen to this before speaking about the specifics of their situation. So first, I will discuss the three key questions to ask before considering the detail of what structure is best. Second, we will look at three of the most commonly used legal structures for impact-driven people. And third, there will be some reflections on the way to enshrine impact within those structures and the key things needed. So let's turn to the high-level questions that you need to get right from the beginning. Don't skip over this part. Part 1. The three high-level questions to ask first. What is your purpose? The first thing to remember is that the purpose and mission needs to come first. What is it that you really want to do? The detail of what legal vehicle to choose then becomes a secondary consideration that is about how you best fulfill your purpose. I encourage you to clearly articulate your mission and your purpose because that will drive all other decisions. This is the power of why, and will be what you come back to when things get blurry and you wonder why you started on this journey. Also, I want to know what that purpose is in just 30 seconds. I don't want the five-page version, just the three-short bullet-point version. And if you can reduce it down to that, then you will be able to convey it clearly to others as well. So why is getting the purpose important? Well, I like to think of it like this. If you go to buy a car, there are many options. You might want to get an off-road 4x4, a convertible, a seven-seater. There are a range of vehicles that depend on what your purpose is. In the same way, when choosing a legal vehicle, we need to understand the purpose of what you want to do. Think of a limited liability company as one type of special purpose vehicle. The same with cooperatives, incorporated societies, or charitable trusts. So we need to know the direction you want to head in order to decide on the right vehicle. The second key consideration is what fuel is driving the vehicle. So this often comes back to Jerry Maguire and the phrase, show me the money. Money is like the fuel that is needed for the vehicle to run, whatever type is chosen. There are two parts to this which affect the decision. First, where is the money coming from? So is that sales of products or services, private investment by issuing shares, loans, donations, or grant funding? And also, where is the money going to? Will there be private profits for individuals, or will the funds all be reinvested back to promote the mission? All of these factors are critical to work out what structure is best. The third question is a little bit different, but before we get into the legal structure options, I think it's really important to ask this. Is there someone out there already doing what you plan to do? 
We see in New Zealand a lot of replication where people want to do good and assume that to do so, a new initiative is needed. I don't think that's always the case. If the mission and purpose is most important, then strip away any ego associated with founding something new and ask the hard questions for the good of the cause. Am I better to come in as a strong supporter and work with others already doing the mahi? This may sound like a strange thing to be proposing, since my job is to act for people setting something up, so I'm doing myself a disservice by advocating this way of thinking. Instead, I could fan the flames of starting something new, but there's a bigger picture here, and if I can encourage one person to not start something new and instead come in as a big advocate and supporter of a struggling initiative, then that will be better overall. So please do look around and have conversations about collaboration before going off and setting up something new. Part 2. The Three Best Types of Legal Structures to Consider There are many possible structures, but I'm going to focus in on the ones I think are the simplest and easiest to use. There are basically three options. They are, firstly, setting up as a company. This is a commonly understood vehicle for running a new initiative. As a positive, you can privately benefit through dividends returned to shareholders. You can more easily access investors by issuing them with shares. People understand the structure over other options as well. The key ingredients are a director, a name, and a shareholder. The downside is that you will be less likely to get grant funding or donations. People make assumptions that what you do is driven by profit rather than purpose, so there can be a lot of explaining needed. And if taken over, the company might lose the essence of why it was originally founded. I'm setting up many impact-driven companies, so I'm happy to discuss all this in more detail if you'd like to know more. The second option is to set up a charity. Now, setting up a charity provides a nice vehicle because you're forced to write down your purposes. I think that's a good thing. You need to fulfill one of four charitable purposes, advancing education, reducing poverty, advancing religion, or purposes beneficial to the community. So just because what you want to do is good doesn't necessarily mean that it will be charitable. Becoming a charity results in significant tax benefits because you are helping society. For example, you can issue tax-deductible receipts to donors. That means they get one-third of their donation back at tax time. However, you will not be able to privately benefit, apart from market rate salaries, and will not be able to issue shares that return dividends to shareholders unless it's to another charity. And you'll also have difficulty raising capital funding. One common misconception is that a charity must be a trust. In fact, companies can be charitable as well. It's just that they must clearly articulate that there is no private benefit and state what the purposes are. I'm setting up several charities each month across the full range. Recent examples include an ocean-focused charity, and James is going to be on the podcast very soon talking about that, one setting up Buddhist temples, one working with children on design thinking, it's an extremely large range of areas that people are using charities to advance their purpose. Now, the third option I want to talk about is a hybrid. Remember the show me the money quote earlier before? Well, this is where it kicks in. There is no one template that will apply for all. While it involves some duplication of having two entities, sometimes what I see people end up is considering a hybrid option. This involves having a company while also setting up a foundation, which is a charity. How closely aligned they are will depend on the circumstances. If setting up a charity, then part of the thing to consider is having independence in that charity so that there is no chance of a conflict of interest. Ultimately, this is about finding the best way to have maximum impact. Increasingly, I'm seeing pull from either end, 
private companies wanting to give back through creating a charity, while charities are looking to commercialize some aspect of what they do in order to generate another income stream. I think the lines will continue to blur as we increasingly move towards discussions of impact being the most important thing. Like I said at the start, it's then down to the detail as to the type of legal structure used as the overarching point is that mission and purpose and impact are being implemented. Part 3. Enshrining Impact I want to finish off with a few thoughts about how we started, a focus on impact. Thinking about each of the structures discussed, I would just comment that for a charity, you're required to set out the purpose you want to achieve, which I think is a really good thing. For a company, it's not legally required to set out what your mission is, which I think is an oversight that one day will be corrected, but it is possible to enshrine your impact by setting out your mission in a constitution. That's a public-facing document, and if I get involved, I try to have clients articulate their mission and their purpose right at the start so that they are open and clear with the world about what it is that they're aiming for. I would encourage you that whatever entity type you end up choosing, that you really come back to the mission and the purpose and clearly set out what it is. I can guarantee that will be the most valuable point to get straight. Once that's done, then it will help you to decide on the detail of which type of entity you choose. You may notice that this summary focuses more on the high-level questions than the detail. That's on purpose. My final thought is to consider how you report on impact. Wouldn't it be great if we all started measuring and talking about impact in ways that gets beyond financial metrics? It's really hard to do, but research it and get amongst it to lead the way in how you measure and talk about the impact you are having. If you can do that, then I am confident that your venture will be more assured of success. I've enjoyed reflecting on this topic for this episode and would be happy to discuss this further with you. And also, if I directed you to listen to this before we have a phone call or touch base, then I look forward to chatting with you sometime soon. Until next time! (music)